Thank you for listening to Sports Unfolded here on Anchor. We want to thank Anchor for everything they've done. It is easy to use, so I suggest everybody get out there and make a podcast, put it on Anchor, and show it to the world. So once again, thank you for watching Sports Unfolded on Anchor. Thank you very much. Hope to hear from you soon. Hey, welcome to Sports Unfolded, episode 39. I'm your host, Eric, with my main man, Ron. How are you? How are you today, Eric? Yeah, quick Glad to jump to be the here. gun. My producer, he wanted to go on. He's like, we got so much to cover that yeah. let's jump in a little early today. Yeah, like literally we're getting headlines as we're preparing for the as show. Preparing. So a lot to go, lot to cover. We're going to start off with the leadoff story, and that was the AFC continues to be a whirlwind. As the Miami Dolphins stunned the Baltimore Ravens on Thursday Night Football 22-10 to 10 last night. First off, do you think this is a sign of things to come for the Ravens? And then what do you think it means for the AFC playoff race? Well, it just got more complicated. Just when you think you got a team that might take over, they come out and lay an egg. A big, fat egg against a bad bad team yeah so you think about a lot of a lot of strange losses the last couple weeks you know the jets beating the Bengals, and you know all these teams dallas getting smoked but it's just it baffles me that the afc for some reason no team wants to take over no and this was a prime opportunity for baltimore to stay with tennessee and now they're they're in second and honestly as i looked at it if the Chargers, Raiders, Bills, and Steelers win, they leapfrog and move basically them down to sixth. Yeah. That's what this loss could cost them is ultimately at uh, six. Oh, and, and if you look at the schedule, that could very well happen. Yeah. And then Pittsburgh can take over first place with a win this week. So Pittsburgh <laughs> would be leading. I predicted that, by the way. I right? said <laughs> Pittsburgh would would. We'd make the playoffs. I didn't say first, but yeah, it's but, just, but they were in, and Baltimore was out for me. Yeah, it's just, it's just, it's strange. And uh, you mentioned it. it we did, the, we did the NFL preview uh, midseason on Tuesday, and you mentioned it, the injuries, and you said Harbaugh, right, would have been your coach of the year if it ended yep. today, just based on gaining so much credit. And now you're starting to see it, like they just don't have enough. You know, they're 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 hurting at the running back position. They're hurting in the secondary. You're asking Lamar Jackson to do way too much for your team. And he showed it yesterday. He was horrible. Yeah, he was frustrated. You know, that might have been the worst I've ever seen him play. Yeah. So he was visibly frustrated on the sideline. I know he was yelling. The offensive line didn't really protect him well. Uh <laughs> no, there's, there's no some, they didn't. Yeah, there's some there's some questions going on in Baltimore right now. And this loss honestly opened those doors. Wide, they're wide open now. You, you can't look at it and say, you know, the Ravens are one of those top teams. If they can lose to a Dolphins team that clearly has one of the worst defenses in the league, offensively, well, well, their starting quarterback, Brissett, who's not very good, got hurt, and Tua, who hasn't been very good, came in, and he he won the game for him. It also gives you the blueprint on how to beat them. Yeah, send the blitz. They said it. They were blitzing them. They were blitzing the corners, uh, creating, you know, frustrating them that way. Uh, Flores had a great game plan to, to stop Lamar, which is not easy to do. Right. It's Friday and I'm here. 
Snorlax, thanks for joining. Snorlax. Snorlax, didn't you have something special you wanted to show him? Oh, Snorlax, look at this. This has a subscription wow. written all over it. Yeah, Snorlax, you subscribe. That's yours, buddy. Cap, thanks for joining. Huge upset for me yesterday watching my Ravens. Yes, I, and I would be as 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 a Raiders fan, Ravens fan. I would be so disappointed that my team couldn't perform. They should have beaten that team. There's no question about it. Oh, of course. And um, I I don't. I'm not even so concerned about this one loss, but I think this is going to have a trickle down effect. Yeah, Cap Clark isn't very happy apparently. Yeah, you know. So we'll have to see if the Ravens can bounce back. Um, but from a playoff implication, this really hurts their chances. They that that was a win. It's, the problem is these teams are so close now. There's a lot yeah. going on. Yeah, it's it, look. It just got a jumbled mess. Yeah, like you're looking at all these teams now that are within like a game, and it's not just you know two or three teams. We're talking. You know, the whole division <laughs> with Baltimore and all of them. Yeah, you're talking the the Patriots, you're talking Buffalo. Snorlax you're talking, just subscribed. Thank you, Snorlax. Snorlax that, just subscribed. There we go. We, okay, Snorlax, make sure I will get your, your information after the show and I will send this out to you. And Cap, we are not Ravens fans, but we cover all sports. Um, so, you know, we'll cover the Ravens, we'll cover all sports. So just stay tuned. Keep watching us, man. Keep watching. Subscribe, subscribe. I'm telling you right now, we fill, we fill these screens with everything, everything we can. So to your, to your point, I think, look, it, it's so congested right now, such a log jam and cap cap nailed it, right? They've got to play the Steelers twice who are starting to come into their own. You lose those two games, you probably out of the playoffs. Uh, honestly, they need oh, to they most need likely to really, be out of the playoffs. If they're going right? to lose both to Pittsburgh, they would be out of the playoffs, and vice versa. It works both ways. Yeah. So, but Baltimore, Baltimore, they need to get, they need to, to get their heads cleared. Forget about what just happened. Go back to the drawing board. Start from scratch. This is where a lot of teams make mistakes. You go back to the fundamentals. You stop using those fundamentals properly. It'll take you a long way. The rest fills in itself. But if you just say, oh, well, we got to fix this, it's not going to work because then you have the other things that are still going by the board. So if you go back and start working on the fundamentals of the game, that's how you fix the problems. You've got yeah. to go back to the beginning. Yeah, no, I agree with you. I mean, we'll have to see if they can can figure that out. Let's talk about the next man here that uh, in the NFL. We're going to go through some NFL coverage now. Odell Beckham Jr. decided to take his talents to L.A. Signed with the Los Angeles Rams. Does this move make sense for OBJ and also the Rams? Um. Well, both. I think both. Well, it definitely makes sense for OBJ because if you want to play for a contender, I mean, you go to L.A. I mean, that that's that team is stacked right now. And they have as good a shot as anyone. You know, look, like my concern. Luna, thanks for joining. 
my concern with all of this is does he does he bring a, an A game with him and an A attitude with him? Because if it doesn't, it could it could literally bust up this whole team. So I'm going to tell you why you're wrong. And I'm going to tell you why you're wrong. This was such a bad wait, move. What am I wrong? OJ, OJ, OBJ should not have signed with the Rams. It's a horrible move for both of them. It's not uh -oh. a good fit. It's not I'm a good just, fit. I'm just saying, if he wants to win a championship, that's that's yeah, so he's, he's going for a ring, which but, is nothing's guaranteed. We know but that. But it's not going to make his stats get Oh, his stats are going to be horrible. Right. Look, so far this season, he's had 17 receptions for 232 yards, yeah. no touchdowns. Cooper Cup is the number one receiver on the Rams. 74 receptions, 1,019 yards, 10 touchdowns. He's been targeted 103 times. It's more than 10 times a game. Yeah. Robert Woods. 69 targets, 45 receptions, four touchdowns. Tyler Higby, 45 targets, 35 receptions. Where's he fitting in this offense? Don't forget Jefferson. Jefferson, 46 targets, 27 receptions. All these guys have touchdowns. They yeah. spread the ball around. He's This is a contract year for him. Yeah. It made no sense. Listen, as a homer... I was saying New England, and the only reason why I was saying New England, though, that was the only legitimate team that gave him an option to be the number one target and get balls thrown his way. Oh, He's I agree with that. Numbers. Look, I only said it was good for him to win a championship and for L.A. to have that option, which you know damn well he's not getting the ball. No. So like this he, is what I'm saying. I don't, he's a decoy. I don't, but what, what, how does that benefit him? It how doesn't benefit, benefit him. The, it doesn't benefit the Rams. They don't need decoys. They got one of the best offenses in the league. Oh, I know they do. They're and one now, of the better teams. And now in the they league. have another weapon. Yeah, I, I, I just to me this was such a bad move for him. I don't get it. Um, I, I don't understand the chasing of a ring thing because nothing is guaranteed. You play no. these games, and then next Look. week something happens, and, and, <laughs> and they're you're all right. Nothing is guaranteed. Despite me saying L.A. Rams are going to win the Super Bowl. You still have to get through Arizona. You still have to get through Tom Brady. And we know what Tom Brady did to the Rams last time in the playoffs. Yeah. So, again, it's – I think you said it with the meme, right? They're bulking up to try to beat a 44-year-old quarterback who's done it. Yeah. Ten times he's been to the Super Bowl and won seven of them. <laughs> the man knows how to win regardless of what that – That's just crazy when you think about it. He's been to ten Super Bowls. Like – that's what twenty five percent of history. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's or twenty percent, something yeah, like it's, that. It's insane. It's just it's roughly insane. Like that's that's but, craziness. It's let's crazy. talk about this story. Cam Newton has found his way back home by returning to the Carolina Panthers for the rest of the season. Do you think Cam will be able to help the Panthers? I mean, I know how you feel, and we're going to argue this one too. Look, I'm not saying he can't help, <laughs> but he can hurt. <laughs> you know, I mean, if he's not ready, oh my! Like, I'm just looking. Sam Donald's like, a, look. A I'm not. I'm not saying that. So uh, I look, but what worries me is he spent over a year with the Patriots and couldn't learn all the plays. Yeah, completely different offense. He's going to walk in off the street and start on Sunday. No, he's not starting this week. They're starting. I, I don't remember the kid's name, but listen, 
Look, this I guarantee he gets in that game. I guarantee it. Okay, but this is why it's a good fit. Do you know who has the second best defense in the NFL? Okay. That's the Carolina Panthers. Yes. You got Christian McCaffrey, who's starting to ease his way back into, into health, right? Yeah. You run the run options with Cam and McCaffrey. He's He's got DJ Moore on the outside if he really needs to throw the ball, which he doesn't do well. But they don't need him to do that well. Run the ball. Let your defense control the clock. Let your defense and I, take and over. I, Listen, and I get it, but he went seven and eight with the New England Patriots team that had far less talent than this Carolina Panthers team. Listen, I'm not a Cam Newton fan. I think I'm he, putting, he, if I'm playing them. Trip. If I'm playing them, I'm putting eight in the box and just stopping the run. You have one of those guys spy whoever you want, whether it's McCaffrey or Cam Newton. Personally, I don't think Cam Newton can run as well as he used to. So I'm putting a spy on on McCaffrey, McCaffrey. and eight men. Stop that run. Let him throw the ball because I guarantee he's going to throw at least one or two picks, and most likely he's going to turn the ball over a couple of times, and that is not going to be a winning football. Right. I think if they control the clock and allow him, look, he rushed for almost six hundred yards last season. Yeah, people knew what they were going to do with New England because he couldn't throw the ball, and yet he still ran for six hundred yards. Right. I don't know. I, I, I so. but that's what I do. That's what I do if I'm a defense. Now, who like the schedule is going to dictate a lot of how they do. You know, I don't know what their schedule is. I didn't look at their schedule because, frankly, I don't think Carolina is going anywhere anytime soon. No, neither do I. Neither and do I. But I, I still so, think that this moves better than having Sam Donald as your like. What? Are, what? Are, how many games have they played? They're nine games. Nine games. So they got eight left. They're four and five, right? Yep, they got eight left. So if they go four and four, would be incredible. Doesn't get them in the playoffs. But it yeah, doesn't make the playoffs. But I still so, think it's a better option than Sam Donald. I think he's going to do well. Oh, well, I'm not saying that. Well, I mean, know, I don't agree with the money that Carolina paid. I, oh, I, that was I just heard bad. $10 million. Makes no bad. sense to me. $10 million for Cam Newton. We were paying $3 million in New England. And that's $10 and million for to the start. That's before they drafted. Year. Yeah, that was that was before they even drafted Mac Jones. So they, as you're starting, they were like $3 million. That's what you get. So, right, I, and I, the I point is, that. it's ten million from now until the end of the season. Yeah, it's some crazy. So money. he would have made twenty million dollars if he started game one. That's know. just crazy. Let's talk about this story that just broke. John Gruden is suing the NFL and Roger Goodell after he feels they selectively leaked only his emails uh, and forced him out of out of the head coaching job and with the Raiders. Do you agree with John? Do you disagree with John? Do you think he has some merit with this story? Look, he look he has. Hold on, Hold on one second. Caps asking uh, if you tune in. Check out our previous show. We did an NFL midseason, but our picks were: I had the Rams and uh, the Tennessee Titans, and Ron has Cleveland and the Rams as our two Super Bowls. Picks. Yeah, I, I kept my I kept my original. Yeah, I changed mine from the Chiefs to the to the Titans. Yeah, I didn't change mine. But check out, check solid. out, watch watch Rhode Island, Rhode Island Broadcasting. If you subscribe to us, follow us, follow us. You can see those. Check it out. Great man, Cap. So John Gruden. Go ahead. I'm sorry to interrupt. Look, you know 
he has a point. Like, I, I totally Mark, look, he's still a scumbag. Okay, he's still. All a right, scumbag. but how many other scumbags were there, Ron? Right, and that's this I, is I what he's, he's saying. Yeah. He's like, hey, why, like- why am I taking the brunt of the league? Exactly. And being singled out when there's like, I don't know, maybe thirty to forty more names on that list that should be out. I'm sure there's so, more emails out there. For him, it's worth suing because, first of all, he's going to sue. He's going to win because he has a gripe. So he will win, probably get settled, and he'll probably make, you know, 10 to $15 million off the NFL. And that'll set him up for the rest of his life. More will come out about him, but everything will be coming out about everybody because well, it will think, go into the court system yeah, yeah, it's and a dangerous then game. it's public. Yeah, it's a dangerous game what he's playing, right? Because if there's more or worse on him, yeah. it, it looks bad for him as well. But I also right. feel like there's so much more with that Washington football team that never got released. And I, I'm telling you, Snyder had a part of it as the owner oh, in Washington. Oh, absolutely. And they, they're protecting him and covering for him. And the fact that the NFL wouldn't release anymore right. is – just a, a, an example of how they know that the fans and people would not understand what and happened. Gruden probably knows everybody oh, hey, that's sure involved. Yeah, I'm sure he does. Yeah, I'm sure he does. And, and he's going to he's he's a whistleblower, so yeah. he's going to get protected. He probably he probably won't even have any charges on him because of whistleblowing. Yeah, he just makes though. it to court. What did right. he do? Right, he's like, calling them yeah. out now to say, "Hey, listen, yeah. look, I'm never going to get a job in the NFL again. I know that. If I'm John Gruden, I know I'm not getting a job in the NFL ever again. Right? What's it hurt me now to say, look, I'm going to go after you guys? If you think I'm going to just sit here and be the only one that's going to be held accountable for right. that behavior, I want everybody held accountable. He's for the it. scapegoat of yeah. that's what it was. Thirty plus others that are probably out there. And Dan Snyder is like Dan Snyder has always been a scumbag anyway. So, like I mean, you just look around the league. You can you can see, you know, that little club. Yeah, and it's it's just getting worse. So, I, I hope honestly that this comes out uh, and and this is I do be too far worse. I do too, because look, if anything comes out of this, it will be the NFL has to has to change the top. It has to change what goes on. Well, the funny thing is, you can't have the same Goodell as well, right? We said Goodell as well as in this in this lawsuit. Oh, yeah. They could very well ask that he he gets removed as the NFL commissioner. I mean, that'd be a far far bigger story than anything else. Like, if you think about the owners are protecting him as well, because that's what he's doing. By the time... By the time Super Bowl comes, we're going to know a lot more because this lawsuit is going to be rolling. And if you don't think that the press is on this, they're going to be all over and they're going to dig and you know something's coming out. You know it will come out probably maybe three, four weeks from now. A yeah. little bit at a time, and then it'll keep rolling, and it'll snowball and snowball. And by Super Bowl, they're going to be so worried about the the media. Yeah, they're going to be trying to hide stories, and it'll overshadow the Super Bowl. 
All right. Well, John Gruden, if you're out there, I know legally you can't talk about it, but if you want to come on a small itty bitty show like Sports Unfolded and tell your side of the story, we'd love to hear you. Somebody get this out to John Gruden because we'd love to talk to John Gruden. That'd be phenomenal. Yeah, maybe he's watching us on Twitter. Maybe. Um, let's talk about the uh, big matchup this week for the New England Patriots. We always cover the New England Patriots uh, each Sunday. And we do that post game on every Sunday after the game as well. Uh, so this week, the five and four New England Patriots will fa face the five and four Cleveland Browns at home. This game will have early playoff implications that obviously could be uh, the deciding factor on what team gets in since you get to head to head uh, if you have equal records. What do you think the keys are for the game for the New England Patriots? <sighs> Discipline. Discipline and that offensive line. You cannot give Cleveland penalties. You can't give them free yards. You can't do any of that. You need to you need to make sure you have somebody watching watching the big man. Yeah. Miles Garrett's gonna be look, you gotta focus on him on defense. Yes. Yes. But I will so, say this. Listen. No, go ahead. I think they're gonna go a lot of tight end packages. You know, you have two tight ends in, one might go out for the pass, one will be strictly to block, you know, to help block Garrett. Uh, and that's what I'm thinking. Yeah. He's going to be there just for that. Line. Yep. yep. I agree with your offensive line. They have to do something. Listen, Cleveland's not a very disciplined team. As I started to break down the no, numbers, they're though, not. 64 they're not. penalties versus New England's 46. Control that aspect of the game from a turnover standpoint, right? You've got to you've got to limit your turnovers in this game. Nick Chubb is already a scratch; he will not be playing yep. this Sunday, right? So, some of the keys that I, I looked at: you got to slow down the run, right? So, Dearness, um he was he did such a good job when he filled in last time. You want to make sure you kind of hold him back. Um, they are very heavy pass to the tight ends, so Najuku and Hooper. On, uh, they're two leading receptions on the team. So those linebackers and safeties really have to play a key game on controlling that part of it. Listen, though, Cleveland's defense is, is very good. Third overall in total yards allowed, ninth against the pass, third against the rush. There's not a lot of wiggle room here for New England, but I think you've got to go pass heavy in this game. You're not going to be able to run the ball. You don't know who your running back is going to be for New England because there's obviously some injury concerns with Harris and, and Stevenson. We don't know their status yet for Sunday's game. That leaves J.J. Taylor and Bolden as your two running backs. I'm not feeling really confident about the run game. Mac Jones has to be able to throw this ball. The line has to protect him. They're not going to win this game unless the line protects well and they're able to, to, to establish some kind of passing game. That's my opinion. Yeah, their running game is going to be a lot of screens to Bolden. Uh, like you gotta, you gotta think Bolden's going to play at least two downs, you know, because you got to have something. And Taylor, look, he's fumbled a couple of times, and that makes people nervous, and it certainly doesn't help his case with with Belichick. Yeah. So you're going to see Bolden probably on probably second and third down. And that's I'm probably sure. what I'm thinking. Offensively, 25th in passing. Yeah. Cleveland. You've got an opportunity to look. If you can control right. that run game and you make Baker Mayfield have to beat you, 
you win this game. Right. Control the turnovers. Make the passing game beat you. Yep. Slow down the run. I don't expect you to stop the run, but slow down the run enough. And then, to your point, offensive line has to protect Mac Jones. Give him some time. Yep. This is going to be a very interesting game for New England because we all feel like they're on the upside. How they perform this week will be the key because then you'll know for real. Oh, yeah. If the Patriots can come out on top of this one, they're, they're sitting pretty. This is a very you know, tough matchup. It is. Hey. We can oh, sit absolutely. there. absolutely. Look, they haven't played well at home, New England. Cleveland nope. still has a lot of talent on that field, and we expected them to be better than they are. So, look, this is a game that could easily go uh, not in your favor if you don't perform well. Cleveland is – what's their record? Five and four. They're five both and five four. and four. So you're looking at the fact that if Cleveland loses this game, they they go to 500, and now they find themselves way down the list on teams that are vying for the playoffs. Yep. And it's not going to get any easier on them because I believe they still have one against the Bengals. Yeah, uh, two against Pittsburgh. Two against Pittsburgh and one against Baltimore? Do they have one against Baltimore? I think so. Or did they play twice? I, I don't remember that one. So, I, I mean, you got to think they're going to go 500 with what they have left in their own division. And both, listen, both both ways because New England still got Buffalo twice. I know. So, you know, they, they but, need this one too. But at least if the Patriots win, they're already ahead of the game Yeah, because they are supposed to lose this one. On paper, yeah. they're supposed to lose. For anybody that's out there right now, Cap, uh, if you enjoy uh, football talk, we do the Patriots post game right after the game, usually a half hour after the game. So tune in on Sunday uh, around 4.30, and we'll be doing the Patriots post game as well and talking about the game itself. Let's talk about the Week 10. <laughs> um, yeah. and who, who um, So with all the early upsets, are there any games of interest this week that you're looking for? Look, I, this schedule is filled with good games. Yeah, yeah I got five. Uh, of them. Yeah, I I went a little heavy and went seven, only because oh, of that okay. Falcons and Cowboys game is intriguing me. Now I think Cowboys are gonna like run it all over them. I had the same. I have the same game, and it's um, just how, how does Dallas respond? Right, they, that's they, what it is. Us. Thank you. We're doing well. Thank you for joining. Because if Dallas loses this game to Atlanta, oh, the ceiling oh, starts to boy. fall. And they're at home. If they lose back to back home games, yeah. You know, that beautiful stadium there in Dallas. Jerry Jones, Jerry Jones will be. Yeah, right? It's all coming down. He'll be PO'd. So that's the that's the only reason is is more right. of the Cowboys if they if they bounce back. Gotcha. And and I, I expect that. I expect them to like. I, I don't think that game is going to be close. To be honest with you, no, I don't either. But uh, listen, Atlanta's surprised me at four and four. Uh, yeah, they have. Uh, you never. Know. I mean, you never know. So right, my, my one of my games now: Seattle Seahawks yep. at Green Bay. Aaron yes. Rodgers factor. We still don't even know if he's playing. Russell Wilson coming back. Does this spark the Seahawks to start to make a run? And if if Aaron Rodgers is out. And Love goes, Jordan Love, two bad games in a row. Now, all of a sudden, all the cards are in Aaron Rodgers' favor for, for them to either figure out how they're going to keep this man for the next few years. Because yeah. 
that's that game very interesting to me. Yeah, because like when look, and we talked about it when what was starting last game. If he has to play another game, which I don't think so, I think Aaron Rodgers just received a fine. He did, but they haven't cleared him from the COVID. No, but uh, it's not official yet. I'm yeah. just saying. Most likely, so, he's not. but if he doesn't play, and I'm hoping he doesn't, because I want to see love. I want to see love play another game, because if he can get a win, that puts a little pressure on Aaron Rodgers. Because yeah, now, absolutely. oh, you know, well, we have love. He can he can win us some games, and if it's against Seattle, that that tops it all off, you know. So uh, it's it's a lot it's a lot on the Green Bay Packers. They need Aaron Rodgers to play that game yeah, because they don't. I don't think they want to find out. Yeah, and again, <laughs> from a standpoint of look, they're, they're legitimate contenders. I know the NFC is extremely tough, but you don't want to lose ground either. They're no. still competing to try to get a one seed. Yeah, and you need that. You need the number one. And seed. they beat Arizona. So, listen, if they tie the same record, they get the one seed. So, right. very interesting to see. Um, what other game do you have? Uh, well, I have – well, I have a bunch of them. But um, I have the Saints and the Titans. Okay. Um, Titans, of course, without Henry. And Saints are five and three. And we're going to see what they're made of this week. Uh, like, I don't, I, I, I seriously don't think the Saints are that good. <laughs> I know defensively they are, but there's something about that offense that just is not right. Yeah, the ball they're hurting. I mean, no yeah. Michael Thomas, Kamara's not going to play that game. So yeah. that's big. You know, that that's their, your top offensive weapon. Um, and again, and that is interesting now. This with, tie, with yeah, but this ties in with the Atlanta game. If the Atlanta Falcons can somehow beat the Cowboys, yeah. go to five and four, and the Saints lose as expected, then they're five and four. And then, you know, anything can happen in that yeah. situation because they're going to have to play each other. All right. My other game, I have Kansas City Chiefs. At the Las Vegas Raiders. Yes. This this game could ultimately bounce each team in the first place. Right. A lot going on in that division. If the Chiefs win, right, they're, they're back on track of where they need to be. <sighs> but if they lose, yep. this ultimately probably seals their faith and they're not going to make the playoffs. They the, the Chiefs, this is a must-win for the Chiefs. The Raiders, though, really, if they want to start to show that they're actually legitimate contenders in the AFC West, need to win this game. Oh, absolutely. Need to win this game. Uh, only other ones that I had, I uh, real quick, I did uh, Detroit at Pittsburgh, and I just think because Pittsburgh, if they win, they move in the first place. Find that an interesting. Do they, do they have this hiccup like some of these other teams that should be able to beat a team and, and end up, you know, failing? We've seen a lot of that the last couple weeks is yeah. Pittsburgh going to kind of look past Detroit and end up slipping up. And then what I about the Rams? So. What about the Rams at the 49ers? Yeah. Rams That's and 49ers. 
Uh, 49ers lose. They're done. All right, Period. Catman. Take, take care. Thank you for joining. We'll see you next time. Yeah, if if the 49ers lose, they fall to three and six, and they're done. Done. So, and, and that ends them. I also had the Vikings and Chargers. You, you're, you're on that Vikings thing, man. You're and again, Vikings every week. Again, well, <laughs> every week, Minnesota. Because, because the way the Chargers have been playing up and down, yeah. they can be had. Yeah. And this is uh, the Vikings are a team that desperately needs to win because they can't lose another one or they're done. And the Chargers, no, think about it. One of the either Kansas City or the Raiders are going to win. If you want to stay even ground, you need to win that game. Yes. And that's not an easy game. No, No, it's great. Great call. Good games. Good games. Good games. Uh, Listen, if you like what we're doing, check us out. We're live every Friday night at 6 p.m. on Rhode Island Broadcasting. We're on Facebook, YouTube, Twitch, (sighs) now Twitter as well, live. So, Rhode Island Broadcasting, Rhode Island underscore broadcasting. Like, follow, subscribe. We've got some bits out there. You guys have been great tonight. Follow us on social media at Sports Unfolded on Facebook and Twitter, at Broadcasting RI on Twitter, Sports underscore Unfolded on Instagram. Win some prizes. You guys subscribe. We'll send out some of these great looking keychains to you. And it doesn't necessarily have to be sports, it can be, you know, some gaming and stuff like that. Ron, Ron has a ton of them. So whatever team, you know, I have a Batman. Batman. I have Among Us. <laughs> oh, Pretty much that anything. That one's kind of cool. Oh, little Mario the Bullet. Bullet Bill. And I even have this cool-looking Punisher. So do a little subscription. That one's awesome. pretty neat. Mario, I have Sonic. So subscribe, you guys can get some of that. Check us out on podcasts as well, Amazon, Anchor, Google, and Spotify. So a lot of different ways to watch, listen. Appreciate everybody that's been chiming in. We love to participate with our fans as well. You guys have been great. Let's move on to the some NCAA. And because we're from New England, we cover the, 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 the New England teams. We're going to talk about the UConn Huskies football team and their new hire, and that's Jim Mora. So Mora, last coach for UCLA. He went 46 and 30 as with his time there. He's also coached the Atlanta Falcons and the Seattle Seahawks. Can he turn around this failing football program? Yeah, I, I think he can. I mean, he's look, he he's a good head coach. Probably better for college than the pros. Um but look, he He's gonna he's gonna win games. He's gonna turn around this program. The only problem is is UConn isn't the basketball team. <laughs> yeah. So, but I think listen. But what, he's what gonna UConn be able need, to do it. Yeah, UConn needed a name. Look, he's yeah. got some cachet where it, he came from a big college, and then also the pros. So, if players really right. want to get that that feel, look when they realigned and they did some stuff, and the Big East kind of went away. It yep. kind of hurt UConn football. But yeah, at least yeah. now you've got a name on top of the program that you, you can honestly say, look, has some experience, some knowledge, has been in the pros, so it's he's got some of that cachet with some of the players that he's going to try to recruit. So this is, this is the thing that to UConn, okay, it might not pan out the first year. They'll get some players the first year, and they'll improve. The second year is where it's going to really take its toll because 
not only do you have that name, then you said, oh, well, they played a little better this year. In theory, you know. Yeah. He also has NFL connections. So if there's a player that is, you know, being courted by some mid-level teams that has potential, they may go to UConn instead because of the connections that Mora has with the NFL and, you know, scouts that come from teams, especially if they've if they know Mora, and yeah. most of them do, yeah, and think, that's gonna that's gonna help those players, and that is where that is the difference maker, and why it will help UConn become a legitimate football team because no, they haven't been. Yeah, they they need to hopefully hopefully I, think I saw there's some seven and thirty something since they've moved out of con. It's been it's been ugly. It's um, been horrible. Let's go on to our triple play. And we're going to decide of these NBA leading scorers currently, Kevin Durant, Steph Curry, Paul George, who are we going to start, who are we going to bench, and who are we going to cut? You're up first this week, my friend. So Durant with one R, not two R's, and oh, yes. Curry and, and George. So who are you starting, who are you benching, who are you cutting? Durant is going to be my starter. Look, you know, this has nothing to do with health. This has okay if he's able to play and and go like full throttle then Durant is healthy in my opinion then I'm starting Durant because he brings much to the table in all aspects of the game close to him is definitely Curry uh like I can look I can make a point for both because like who shoots the ball better than Curry I mean, really, not too many people. Although Durant Uh, and George, better. Well, currently from three, but (laughs) yeah, from three. Well, I'm just saying, you know, Durant does everything, you know, and you know, Curry, uh, he's a pure shooter, and you know, when those players are on, there's no, there's no one better. Paul George, I mean, I'm sorry, you're not, you're not either of them. So I'm cutting you. All right. I'm cutting you. All right. So I always back it up with my numbers, but Steph yeah, Curry. Yeah, yeah, Steph Curry's my starter. 27.4 points per game, yep. six and a half rebounds a game, six and a half assists, shooting 38.5% yep. from three point range. Yep. If I'm getting six and a half rebounds from my point guard, I'm taking that all day. Well, Kevin Durant is my is my bench guy. 29 and a half, so obviously getting the points. 7.1 rebounds, only 4.2 assists, though. So Curry's getting two more assists a game, which he should. Okay, well, 40, he should. He should. Right. But then you shouldn't also only be a half of rebound difference when you're a – when you're a, a No, and, and that's why, guard. you know, the assists so – I, I, I give the assist more. advantage to Durant because he's only a couple behind a point guard. So yes, and Curry and Curry so gets the advantage with I, the the rebounds. I think Curry gives, gives you more. I caught Paul George, but he has very good numbers right now. Twenty six. I'm not saying he doesn't, but I mean realistically, seven point eight rebounds more than yeah. any other guy, and five point four assists, so more than Durant. Yeah, I could. So I'd be happy with any of these guys on my team. 
right? Yeah. Well, I, I mean, every time like, we do this, we always say at the end, right? Like, all right, we'd take any of them if you were going to give it the option. But, but. Like, but like, I'm going to go with Durant because, like, he can just he can just dominate in so many ways. You know, it, it, it's it, it's it's rare that you get a player like that. Yeah, no, and I, I know, and I look, I look, look. Do I like Steph Curry more than I like Kevin Durant? Yes, but the talent that Durant possesses, I, I agree. I agree with you. It, it's, it's, it's it's it's. I, just, I like it's Steph Curry like, a little more. It's like splitting hairs. Yeah, you know, I, I mean, <laughs> it's like it, it was easy for the for the two. Yeah, to pick the two. Not easy to put him in their spot. Yeah. You know, but, the pick and roll. The pick and roll is brutal. Oh, the pick week. and roll. Oh, I get a surprise for you for that. Every pick week. And roll. All right. Let's go on to our NBA coverage. And what we're going to discuss is our local team again. And that would be the Boston Celtics. I'm going to ask a simple question What's wrong with the Boston Celtics? That's the question. <laughs> Do you remember when Danny Ainge left his post? Yep. And I said, you're getting the same thing. Yep. It's a car. Danny Ainge basically left his post and hired himself. Yep. Stevenson left his post and hired himself. I have it exactly right in the same way. (laughs) That is hilarious. You are getting a carbon copy of what the past regime was. So there is going to be no different result. And that's in fact. It's ballooned now to to the point where they might need to just blow this team up. So, listen, I, I've said it. I think the Jason Tatum, Jalen Brown experiment's done. It's not working. You're not going to win a championship with the two of them on the same team. It just doesn't work. Okay. And then I said the same thing. The definition of insanity is doing the same things over and over again and expecting a different result. <laughs> this is what I'm saying. That's what they're doing. I had this conversation over over with myself. Again. Yeah, and I'm saying over and over again. Listen, the they aver- they're averaging 108 points a game. They're giving up 108 points a game. They're a 500 yeah. team. They were 36 and 36 last season. They're going to be, you know, the same record this year. Yeah. I, I don't get it. Like, I don't understand it. And then their third leading scorer last season was Kemba Walker, averaging 14.5. You bring in Dennis Schroeder, and he's averaging five points less. So that's your difference in the points against points four. And you wonder why you're losing. And the fact that Aimee Aduka has been the same kind of coach as Brad Stevens and really doesn't get into these guys. I don't get it. I don't understand what we're doing and what we expected to see. Um, Look, we we called for Danny Ainge to get fired several times in previous shows. Yeah, but you want something different in place, not the same thing. So this is what I'm saying. Brad Stevens is probably not the answer either. Especially so what you've seen. And I know we could say, hey, give it time. He's freeing up some he's freeing up some cap room and and trying to make some moves for, for you know the future. They only have so much time with these two players as it is. And Jalen Brown, honestly, I wanted to get rid of Tatum, but at this point, Jalen Brown just can't stay healthy. He's out again, I think, for yeah. two weeks. Yeah. If you can move him now, and there's been talk like Carl Anthony Towns. Get yourself a, a legitimate big man. I, I, you know, I like Robert Williams, but you, t- you, I would take Towns over Williams any day of the week. Well, of course, right now you pa- partner him with Tatum. That changes your dynamic of your team. Now you're a different team. 
not the and, same team. And Williams has played well enough that a team might be interested yeah. in him because he's young and yeah. he might develop into something better. Absolutely. So he's got trade value right now too. So yeah. if look, there was talk about Brown being traded for Ben Simmons. Yeah. Let's do it. I would do it. At Let's this point, I would do it. And then you, you trade Williams different. and package him up. Maybe you can get Towns. Yeah, they need to do something because I, I just can't keep keep watching. They play tonight against the Bucks. I'm not watching it. I'm I not can't. wasting my time. I can't. Look, I just sat through Edmonton and Boston yeah, you, last you, night, and I can't yourself. sit through. I can't yeah. sit through that again because <laughs> it'll it be a carbon copy. Yeah, They'll exactly. be there for three quarters, and then all of a sudden the the, uh, the yeah. roof caves in, and can't Got do it. it. Fire, fire, Brad Stevens. We're, we're saying it already. I agree. I agree. That one now. Clean house. All right, face-off time, my friend. And we are going to argue: Should the NFL have suspended Aaron Rodgers for his mishandling of his vaccination status? One of us has to be for them suspending him, and once we should agree that they shouldn't have suspended him. This is this is a hard thing to argue, especially. But um, you get you you pick because you're first. Are you for or against it? Damn it! <laughs> I don't want to pick. You pick. Uh, I'll be against. They should have suspended him. So you're saying they should? They should have suspended him. Wait, why don't we have some Kenny Kenny's out there in. who? Who should argue that they should suspend him? He said yes, but we want to know who should argue <laughs> yes. Kenny, Jared Goff's not in this conversation, by the way. He'll never on, Kenny. It It'll be yes yeah. from now. We'll still be talking about Jared Goff. No, Goff versus Tua in the uh, oh, Tua. Tua was another one. Yes, Tua. He, he put Tua. Come on, Kenny. Who should vote? Who should argue? For him being suspended, Eric or myself, somebody, somebody, Luna. I know Cap took off. Snorlag, if you're still out there, Ron, Ron. Ron. So Please. I gotta argue that he should, he should be have been suspended. suspended. Okay. So I'm going against. Okay, go ahead. All right. Well, I mean, personally, this is a no brainer. Okay. It's a NFL rule, and you have to abide by it. If you break the rule, there should be a consequence. It's really no all that simple. Like there's no rule. It's a protocol that is a rule. It's a protocol, but it's not a rule. It's not a rule that you have to. But it is. So you have night. to follow these protocols, and that's what. The, the deal is you have to follow him. Yeah, now, he was immunized. Now, he gets a nice little comfy fine that's like fining you and me thirty three dollars and eighty cents. That's like that's fair. Thirty three eighty. That was pretty. No, good. that's what that's what it actually comes out to. Oh, okay. It's like fining you and me thirty three dollars and eighty cents. That's the that's the okay. the changeover. So, well, let me ask you this: What rule did he break, though? He broke the protocols of, of what you're supposed to do with and COVID. And the team broke the pro Nobody's getting suspended, but that's the problem. Well, then you can't suspend them. So the NFL did exactly what they, they were supposed to do. No, they should have suspended him. 
But he how do you? Okay, if you set the protocols, and the protocol should have said, if you violate this, it's X amount of game suspension. It was they left it gray, and that's the yeah, NFL. That's role. the problem. That's the, that's the problem with it all. So they should left not have it been gray. Suspended. So so here is Tom Brady getting suspended for four game four games for football four. for a little less air in the football. Sounds and safe. meanwhile. Meanwhile, he breaks the protocols for a deadly virus and gets no protocol and no gets suspension. fined. No suspensions. I clearly won that. Thank you again. We're moving yeah. on to our pick and roll. Penny, who won that? We're moving on to our he, he keeps writing Ron's name. I don't think he can type anything else. Um <laughs> so that means I won. Yeah, you don't even know what he's typing right now. He's typing. He's probably putting Jared Goff down right now. Oh, come on. Speak. See, this is why you don't get fans voting for you. Yeah, because I speak the truth. No, you speak nonsense. Pick and roll. <laughs> it's pick and roll time. And uh, I am I'm dying to see how you how you pick this. So yesterday was Veterans Day. So we want to thank all the veterans out there that have given their life, that dedicate their life to serving our country. We appreciate all you do to allow us to have freedoms to be able to do stuff like we do each and every week on Spots Unfolded. So what we decided to do this week was we're going to rank these veterans, Cam Newton. He picked Cam Newton. See, he doesn't even know he's on. Um, we are going to rank these veterans from Major League Baseball history that have served. So these are MLB greats that love were, you, Kenny. <laughs> were veterans for, in, you know, and served in our country. And those five players are Willie Mays, Ted Williams, Frank Robinson, Joe DiMaggio, and Yogi Berra. So five phenomenal baseball players. All were veterans, served our country, and, and obviously were phenomenal baseball players. So we're going to just rank their performances as Major League Baseball players. Oh. How are you going to rank them? As oh, veteran, so, so what, let me go first. I, you're first this week. Yes, go ahead. Okay, so at number five, I have yeah. Yogi Berra because he was a second seaman. Are you seriously going to grade them on, on the the military ranks? Because I'm not doing this with you. Number four, I have Joe DiMaggio. He made sergeant. Okay. In the army. I'm not doing this with you. Number three, <laughs> Willie Mays, because he yeah. made sergeant, but okay. again. He was African American, so it's a lot harder for an African American to go up the ranks. So okay. I gave him the nod. All right. Number two, I have Frank Robinson because he was a second lieutenant. Okay. Second lieutenant. Great. And number one, I have Ted Williams because he made captain. Wow. And if I'm not mistaken, he served twice. Okay. Twice. twice. But do you want my actual baseball? Uh, I mean, if sure. Go ahead. Baseball. Go. All right, baseball Yogi Berra. I mean, yeah, that was an easy one. That yeah. was an easy one. Um, it gets really difficult from here. So it four, did. I put Frank Robinson, which was not an easy thing to do. It was between him and number four, Joe DiMaggio. Uh, I think because Joe played less, I gave him a better gotcha. ranking. Uh, number two. Ted Williams. It pains me to put Ted there. Like Ted Williams was one of the best of all time in Boston. Yes. 
he was just a great hitter. Yeah. A, a great right. hitter. Phenomenal. And number one, I couldn't deny Willie Mays because I think yeah. he's easily Those one of numbers. the top two players of all time. Right. His numbers are ridiculous. It is ridiculous. Ridiculous. So um, we actually were pretty close. I had Berra at, at five, and I agree with you. The funny thing is we usually judge these things by championships, and the, the top two guys won the most championships, and yet what I did was I, I ranked it more by the, the actual numbers. So Yogi Berra won 10 World Series championships. The most out of this list, he's my, he's my five. At four, Joe DiMaggio, who won nine. And I still, again, right? But – I went Frank Robinson at three, and yeah. he had a triple crown, two World Series, 14 All-Stars. But, I mean, just the hits alone. But he's, his batting average, 294, the lowest on this list. Oh, yeah. actually, behind Yogi Berra. Ted Williams, I went two. And that yep. 344 was what I was debating, man. His batting average, 344. It's, it, it's ridiculous. It's ridiculous. Two-time triple crown, and you know how I love the triple crown for hitters. I know. So two-time Triple Crown, 19-time All-Star, very tough. But I agree with you. Willie Mays, those numbers, 24-time All-Star, 12 <laughs> Golden glo- Gloves. The, see, now that is the thing. Right, 12 Golden Gloves. Yeah, like you, if, if you put all those hits and homers and all that stuff aside. Defensively, he was one of the best. 12 teams. Gold Gloves, I probably still would have put him ahead of Yogi Berra. Yeah. <laughs> Like I just, it's just wow. I mean, Willie Mays, number one. We both had it, but again, very close. Again, want to yeah, thank and, and and like you, you had Joe DiMaggio as number four, and I had Frank as number four. Yeah, and it's like I, I didn't know where to put them there. Yeah, yeah. and it that was that was a tough one for me because I know Joe DiMaggio could have had more if he would have played longer. Yeah. Pick and rolls are always uh, fun. I love these. I love the pick and roll. Pick and roll. Uh, once again, if you enjoy what you're seeing, watch us live every Friday night at 6 p.m. on Facebook, YouTube, Twitch, Twitter Live now. We're doing so many different things. Follow us, Rhode Island Broadcasting, Rhode Island underscore broadcasting for Twitch, social media at Sports Unfolded on Facebook and Twitter, at Broadcasting RI on Twitter, Sports underscore Unfolded on Instagram, Amazon, Anchor, Google, Spotify for all our podcasts. If you subscribe to us on Twitch, you can win a, a free keychain of any uh, of your team or, or gaming or whatever you want. So we've got a ton of them. We already got one subscribe today. So we appreciate it. You guys have been great that are out there. Kenny is also one of our uh, co-hosts as well. He jumps on every so often for sports unfold and a lot of our NFL stuff in our NBA. So Kenny, we so appreciate what, you out there. This is yeah. what Snorlax won. Snorlax won that. We're on predictions, my friend, and you won last week. So it was a one Oh, cause we only had one game difference. That's like three weeks in a row. That is. You're, you're, you're killing it right now. We're going to start off with the, the Cleveland Browns at the New England Patriots. Cleveland Browns and New England Patriots. Well, I'm going to take the Patriots. I am not I, – I'm, I'm not convinced that Cleveland can win this game. I'm going, I'm going Cleveland, and I'm going Cleveland because New England just doesn't play well at home, and I think the fact is that defense. Uh, and it pains me because you know I hate going against New England. I love winning things. <laughs> yes, you're awesome, bro. Uh, Kansas City at the Raiders, Las Vegas Raiders. Oh, I'm going Kansas City. Uh, I think they're just going to start cranking it up. Yeah, that's the turnaround. Uh, I think just the turnaround. Yeah, I, I think so too. 
Let's uh NBA action 11-13. Uh we got Miami Heat at the Utah Jazz. This is an interesting one because I'm generally not that high on Utah Jazz and and I like the Heat team, but they are playing in Utah and I'm going to go home team with the Utah Jazz. Yeah, I've been great in Utah. I think at home Miami sometimes hit or miss. Uh, as good as they're playing, they, they just seem like yeah. they're off a little bit on a couple of games. 11-16, Golden State Warriors at Brooklyn. Brooklyn Nets. Might be a final preview. Wow, this is so tough because I know I know. I just took Durant over, over, Curry. over Curry. But overall team, is uh, the Warriors are much better right now. I know. Um. I'm going to go Brooklyn. I'm going to go Brooklyn. You're killing me. I'm going Brooklyn as well. I just think that they've got something to prove. You were trying to egg me on to go Warriors. That's what you were doing. I was. Uh, (laughs) NHL. Florida Panthers at the Tampa Bay Lightning. Tampa Bay's starting to turn it around a little bit. Panthers are still one of the best teams in the league. I'm going Panthers. I'm going Lightning. I'm riding the Panthers. All right. I'm going Lightning. I just think that – they're starting to figure it out. They they're six and three now. Starting to figure it out. Best Edmonton in the league too. Edmonton Oilers at the St. Louis Blues. So oh, both of these teams are in the spots until the top five currently. <laughs> I, I watched them just destroy the Bruins in the third period. It was a close game until the third period started, and Edmonton just has so much. So much talent. Uh, there's no way St. Louis stops them uh, because I think St. Louis has a lot of the defensive aspects as the Bruins have. They're not going to be able to cover that team in the middle. And the Bruins had all kinds of problems with that last night because they're going to have to have speed on on uh, Connor McDavid. And last night they put Carlo to be in charge of that. Carlo cannot keep up with him, and they're going to have the same problem as the Bruins. So I'm going Oilers. I'm going Oilers as well. Um, And then we're going to – little soccer. We said we'd throw some soccer in for all our UK, and I know this is not what they want, but this we're going to go USA versus Mexico tonight, the FIFA World Cup qualifying. Who wins it, Ron? (laughs) I wish it was women. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> because the U.S. women's team is so much better. Um, and I really think that the women can beat the men's team. <laughs> but, uh, I, look, I think they play well against Mexico overall throughout history. So I'm going to go USA on this. I'm going USA. That is, that USA. is, that is tentative, though. That is USA. I think that game's on at 9 p.m. tonight. On yeah, ESPN. I'm probably going to watch Check that I'm out. probably gonna fall asleep to it. I'll uh, I'll end up watching a little bit of the Celtics. See that they're getting smoked, and then. But none of our people came in and said, you know what, what they wanted to. Yeah. So give us to, a team. We'll you got to give us like what league is the most important to UK and the surrounding area. Yeah, we'll definitely check it out. All right, as we normally do, as we end our show, we do our final thoughts. And our final thoughts doesn't necessarily have to be about anything sports-related. It could be about anything going on in the world today. Ron, you're up first this week, my friend. Your final thought. 
Oh, last night, despite the loss, there was something wonderful that happened at the game. They, the Bruins and Edmonton both paid tribute to Colby Cave, who played for both teams. So past couple of years, it was Edmonton Oilers and throughout his whole, you know, beginning of his career was with the Bruins organization. And so his, uh, his wife who, you know, they, they were married less than a year came out to drop the ceremonial puck. And of course she knows Patrice Bergeron. I mean, yeah. And you know, so they hugged and then Connor McDavid, who obviously she knew and they, and they hugged and dropped the puck and all that stuff. But, the big thing of it is Colby's kids. So he does a lot for charity in both places. And the Bruins last night did their 50-50 raffle. That is good till Tuesday. Half the money is going to go to Colby kids. And um, so the wife was on during intermission and she's like, She's speechless on how, you know, the both organizations have have just been so generous. Yeah. So Connor McDavid and Dreisaitl donated sticks for the Bruins auction, as well as Bergeron and Marchand sticks. Uh-huh. Now, could you imagine how much money that those four sticks, you're talking four of the best players in the yeah, league. In the league, yep. Uh, that it was amazing that these two teams rallied. And uh, it was just a touching moment. If you look, if nothing else, watch the replay of that game just for that. You know, the intermission and the, the, pre, the, the, the pregame. The puck, the puck drop. No, great points. Great uh, great way for the, the both teams since he played for both yeah. of them. To, to pick that night to do it. So that was great. Um, I have two uh, final thoughts. One's real quick. And then uh, on a serious note, um, but I, I, I was a little upset with, with the NFL fines. So CD lamb received a $20,000 fine from the NFL for wearing his shirt untucked in a game. And Aaron Rodgers received a $14,000 fine for breaking COVID protocols. When you think about the nature and the seriousness of the two, how does one trump the other from for a jersey? I didn't understand that. I think the NFL really needs to revisit how they find and what they they define as as legitimate and and come up with a better system because that made no sense to me. That CD CC Lamb uh, CD Lamb uh, ended up with a bigger fine for that for that violation. But on a serious note, I did want to say Suni Lee, the um, Olympic gold medalist. Uh, Last month was actually targeted for a racial um, hate crime against her. Um, she's only 18 years old. She won gold medal for this country. And some cowards decided they were going to drive by, scream racial slurs at her, and then try to pepper spray her. Um, luckily, she didn't get. She only got it on her arm. But the fact that this country is still so broken that this would happen to an athlete who competes for our country, for our pride. It's disgraceful. I hope these individuals are found at some point and persecuted to the fullest extent because 
there was no reason for it. There, if anything, she's more of a hero for this country, and these guys are a joke. And you're going to criticize her for being Asian American? There's it something is, wrong with this country. It's disgusting. It, it was it's despicable. And she was an 18 year old kid. You think about a teenager. That's it's it's not even like they were grown adults. She's she a is a hero to millions of young girls that you know want to aspire to be like her. And for somebody to do that is just a coward. A coward. Yeah, let's let's see you do that to one of those boxers. Yeah. Right. It's just listen, they need to be found. Hopefully, people that are out there know it, know who they are, and they start to really get their due justice because they they need to be they need to understand that this this behavior is not going to be acceptable. We're all Americans, and she is one of the biggest Americans because she competes for oh. our country. And, she was amazing too. Right? So she was amazing. They should, you know, it's just a, a sad story that we continue to have to have, and hopefully these guys get found. It seems like every week, Eric, we have this conversation. Yeah. Unreal, and, unreal. And I, I don't, I don't like it at all, and especially. Especially to someone that represented every one of us at the Olympics and wins, we're supposed to celebrate this person. You know, no matter who it is, I don't care what color you are. You know, you're a hero. Mm -hmm. And it's the same thing as that list that we went through on pick and roll. It doesn't matter what color you are. You are heroes, all of you. I don't care what rank you are. <laughs> no, I agree. So once again, we want to thank all the veterans yesterday, Veterans Day. Uh, wish you all well. Be safe out there. Keep defending us. We appreciate it. Those who have lost their lives, we appreciate all your services, those family members that have to continue to live on. But thank you for, for them as well. Uh, Ron, great show, man. Appreciate the time. Kenny, thanks for joining. Snorlax, thanks for joining. Congratulations on that uh, that keychain. Give you give you information to Ron. Um, Cape, I know you'll probably check it out later, but thank you for all your participation tonight. You guys have been great. Luna, thank you for joining. Uh, and we'll see you again next week, next Friday, 6 p.m. Sports Unfolded Live every week. Have a good night.